sci-fi I wouldn't, eh, I wouldn't say a big sci-fi fan but it's big enough and he's wearing a mars shirt right now folks while we're yeah, recording yeah, I this <laughs> i think he's pretty big <laughs> i don't know i've seen you know, all the dune and foundation and a lot of the books i've read have all been sci-fi so i don't know i always gravitate towards sci-fi even if i don't consider myself that big of a sci-fi. i guess i am this is a continuing episode of a series about the foundation, the second season. We're now a hundred years in the future, right? And you can see how the foundation's changed. And this is kind of one of the fun things about foundation is that everything changes every time you go to a new story. So now they have really advanced technology, even better than the empire. What do you think about that? Do you think it makes sense that because they're a planet of scientists, they just have great technology? Yeah. And they also prepared. They like took a an encyclopedia hmm. of all of the. They don't talk about the encyclopedia much, but anyways, because that's a big deal in the book. But it turned out to be if it turned out to be fake. Oh, okay. Harry made them think that that's for the reason they were there, and then when he first comes out of the vault, he basically tells them, "Yeah, that was all a lie. You're here to create a new empire." Oh, like, okay. I forgot about that. But I guess that helped them keep their minds busy, so that now they can create all this technology. But they did have the, well, did they not actually have an encyclopedia of all of the knowledge that the Empire had so they could? I think they made one volume. And in the book, at the beginning of every chapter, it tells you a little, um, a little excerpt from the encyclopedia. So I think that they they only made one volume, but then they quit. It's very believable that if you, Mark, decided you're going to be buddies with Elon and you're going to splinter off from Earth and go start a new civilization on Mars, if you take a, a lot of data with you and computers and you think carefully in, in advance how to support industrialization once you get to Mars, you know, there might be some gaps, but you you, you would have the knowledge and if you have enough people to build an industrial society, you could pick it up again, uh, like where you left off on earth. And, you know, so for example, you might not use so much forges, but you might use 3d printers. For example, you might actually Mm -hmm. just take more shortcuts than people are willing to do because we get in these established legacy patterns, just like legacy auto and EVs. The the legacy Mm -hmm. companies are just freaking out because they (laughs) can't figure out how to commit themselves full to EVs because it's really expensive and hard and they don't like really expensive and hard because they already have this other business that distracts them, uh, you know, the, the, the ice cars. So it's, it's the legacy of being successful in ways that are less optimal is hard to walk away from. What the foundation did is they burned the boats. They, they had no way to go back. And they uh, started from they started not from scratch, but they started from a, a a lot of on the shoulders of giants, basically, with all the technology that Empire did have, and uh, kept going. Yeah, and, and they took smart people with them too. That's key. Yeah, and now they have this new religion aspect. They've created this religion, Church of Shel- of Selden, and they've started spreading spreading it to other worlds. In the in the book, this is actually like a great moment. It's one of the storylines. So. 
in the show, we're now in the what they call the second crisis. But in the book, the crisis we see in the show is actually like the fourth crisis. So they skipped a couple. And the second crisis would give you context as to why they have this religion. But basically, they're this world that has this advanced technology and they're in the outer reach and there's all these barbarian worlds that don't have technology and they were threatening to basically conquer them because they only had like a thousand scientists living on this planet so they were going to conquer them take their technology and basically the foundation sur- the answer to the crisis was they surrendered and basically said yeah you can have our technology and all the barbarian worlds were like cool that's what we what we wanted but they kind of built in like a off switch they could turn it off whenever they wanted and so once they got them hooked on this technology a couple decades later they become so dependent on it that if the foundation can threaten to turn it off they'll just they'll do whatever the foundation says so they basically conquer the worlds by surrendering and it's this uh, great like non-violence message like you don't always have to use violence to win so i always found that part in the book very great and i'm sad they skipped it but you can still see that effects of it that they have this the other planets begin worshiping the technology and the foundation and this church of selden and uh that's where you get to where we are in the show now flashbacks from harry uh, i can't try to remember exactly why that happened but he was oh that's right because he met his he met what could be his wife in the fourth dimension when he was trying to work out his mind so the movie has two Harrys in it in season two. There's yeah. the Harry that's in the digital version that's in the ship with Gale and Salvor. And then there's the Harry that's in the obelisk on Terminus. And that's the Harry, I, if I remember right, that goes, that starts, that, that, that was, he's a little insane. He's like being woken up, except he didn't actually get to sleep. And he's been wandering around for Hundred, whatever you said, one hundred fifty years or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. To the, he was awake the whole time, so he went crazy. That was interesting. It didn't do well for him, but <laughs> but then he he started thinking about the. See, he thought he met his wife, and then he started thinking about the university, and then we get to see his life in the university yeah. in the as a part of the a subject of the empire. Uh, it was really cool because. Again, you see these uh, you see these shadings of what current authoritarian empires look like. So, for mm-hmm. example, just like in China, the his university had a empire tender whose job is to be loyal to the empire and to make sure things are done in the empire's interests. And so, when she she follows Harry's research uh, in psycho history and mm-hmm. starts. Um, sharing that with the empire and they start to start wanting to acquire the technology behind it. And so you see Harry with a love interest and how he's kind of like growing up and how he's kind of like the smart kid when he's growing up. Yeah. It's cool to get a flashback to when the empire is strong, you know, and just seeing the everyday life that people had, they had to deal with these politics and, you know, they're just trying to do research. And, and then I, I found their love, love story to be pretty good i i I was touched by it so when it ends uh the way it does it's uh it's pretty sad i think it was good writing there yeah probably bring up where you are in the series and i don't think you have finished the whole season right so you finished season episode seven i just started episode eight today okay so 
So that's the last episode you watched is the um, flashback. Maybe second to the last then. <laughs> Anyways, I don't remember what episode I'm on, apparently. I like how Trantor gets more rings, too. <laughs> like, did it that, have rings in the first season? But they had the space elevator, but then it got blown up. Right? Yeah. But no rings, and, right? No, I don't think they had built that yet. And they make a comment like, oh, the rings are very impressive. But uh, I think you're just showing off because you lack right. in other areas. So you're compensating. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what yeah, that yeah, princess that's said. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we keep bringing up this princess. Let's fill the audience in on that. Do you, do you want to fill so them she's in? she's honestly like one of the main characters here. Yeah, she's from Cloud Dominion, and her entire family was killed in some shady assassination shady accident let's say that everyone thinks is an assassination but she's going to marry the uh, emperor because the emperor wants to end the genetic dynasty the past season we saw there was lots of problems with the clones and so they knew that this would have to happen eventually and that creates all sorts of problems because for instance don won't be able to take the throne so he's obviously going to be a little annoyed about that and so now you have like infighting between the clones that's how you get all this court entry. Yeah, but yeah. Describe those. The, introduce those three clones, by the way, the, the their names. Dusk, Dawn, and Day. And uh, Dusk basically did rule at one point, and now Day takes over. And then when Day's becomes Dusk, then Dawn will take over. And so Dusk is the Day from the previous season. I, I like when they, whenever they... Dusk and Day have a lot of scenes together in this season, and whenever they do something together, people will be like, oh, Cleon the 16th and 18th. And it, it makes you realize, like, yeah, there's... Uh, <laughs> the, we're on the 17th right now, so I guess the 18th will be the next one. But the princess is very interesting. She's very obsessed with figuring out what happened to her family, and she's convinced the emperor did it. So it makes you wonder why she's getting married at all, but it seems to be... She wants to find out more information and possibly get close so she can take revenge. Yeah, she's 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 an activist princess. She's not just gonna hang out and be the pretty wallflower and quiet. I like how she uses her mm, charm when mm. she gets the opportunity to talk to Trent or audience and uh, say things that day wouldn't approve of but it isn't completely 180 degrees from him it's more mm-hmm. like 45 degrees it, so yeah, it's not, it sounds like when he ended his speech he could have ended with that what she said <laughs> yeah like it's not because his speech was very optimistic uplifting you know but didn't mention anything about the people <laughs> yeah right right and she personified like what a ruler she put the people ahead she's her, her words, anyhow, by her words, is that she believes people should be more important than the rulers and the rulers should serve the people, which is completely not what Day or the typical empire um, ruler would want to do. That's not very authoritarian. Yeah. It's the near future. Nanoware and truly artificial intelligent machines exist. Diff is an AI engineer. He gets into a friendly online debate with a nanohacker about whether a culture's most important trait is compassion or skill at war. Unknown to Diff, 
The hacker runs a simulation on Diff's AI machine to prove his point during Diff's Halloween party. Learn if it's compassion or war that succeeds during a futuristic Halloween party that goes sideways in a very physical way. Fitstorm, a novel lit by Lancer and Shelley Kind, which has received honorable mention in the Writers of the Future contest, is available on Amazon's Kindle. If you're like my friend Chekhov, and miss the first episode of this series that started at episode 249, go to scifithoughts.space and there'll be a search box there where you can type in any episode number you care to come up with. And it will find it for you. Check out the show notes. We've got goodies such as links back to the original books from Isaac Asimov that the TV series was based upon, and of course, links back to the Apple TV Plus TV series. And you know what? If we found any other crazy thing that we think that folks that love the foundation will enjoy, we put them in there too. What are show notes? Show notes show up in your podcast player, right in your mobile device or your PC software that plays this podcast show. But hey, if you downloaded this show from the website, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3, and there you'll find show notes in that webpage. Next episode, more Foundation Season 2 with Mark and I. Speaking of authoritarian and conquering worlds, what do you think about the new Foundation 150 years later? They've now conquered, what, seven planets? But, but even Harry seems worried about the Foundation being corrupted because, to move into our next topic about the second Foundation, he wants to found a second Foundation in order to keep the Foundation from becoming evil and worse than the Empire.